Hey, Advisorist Nation, you're listening to the Advisorist Podcast, the most loved podcast for insurance and financial advisors worldwide that want to grow faster, increase commissions, and build a lifestyle you love. London to New York, Montreal to Munich, Austin to Australia. Shut down distractions, get focused, grab your notepad. It's time for Advisorist. Let's do this. Hi, this is Jeremiah Demery, founder of Advisorist, and it gives me great pleasure and really it's an incredible honor to introduce to you one of the hosts of the Advisorist podcast, Michael Levin. Michael is not only a personal friend, but he's one of the most established ghostwriters in the nation and a New York Times best-selling author who's written, co-written, or ghostwritten over 550 books, hundreds of them in the financial services arena, of which 18 are national bestsellers. There's, you would be hard-pressed to find somebody that hasn't been in more outlets than Michael. He's been on Shark Tank, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, Forbes, Politico, the LA Times, the Boston Globe, Writer's Digest, CBS News. I mean, the guy has even had his work optioned and made for film by Steven Soderbergh of Paramount, HBO, Disney, ABC, Frank Perry, and so many more. He ghostwrote for some of the biggest names in sports and business, including Dave Winfield, Pat Summerall, Howard Bragman, former Schwab CEO David Potrick, marketing legend Jay Abraham, NBA star Doug Christie, and the list goes on and on and on. And as the host of All Eyes on You, Michael will bring his unique blend of insights and wisdom as it relates to using books to get to the level of your dreams that you've always desired. They are one of the most powerful introduction tools that financial advisors and insurance agents can use today. I know when I got my book written, oh my, did the doors open up. And so that's why I'm so excited to have Michael hosting All Eyes on You as part of the Advisorist Network. Michael, take it away, my friend. Hey, it's Michael Levin, and I'm glad you're here. We are here with Tom Ziegler, and you may know the Ziegler name because there's a fellow named Zig Ziegler you may have been familiar with. Tom is the CEO of Ziegler, Inc., and he's an author, speaker, podcaster, and his new book is called Choose to Win. You can find it at choosetowin.com, and he co-wrote a book called Born to Win, and he co-wrote that with a man named Zig Ziegler who happens to have been Tom's father and a very inspiring person to millions and certainly a very, very inspiring person for me. So, Tom, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for taking the time. Well, it is awesome to be here. And we have a long history with you, so I'm thrilled and delighted we can share a few minutes. It's really my pleasure. I had the unique privilege of serving as an editor on Born to Win, which was your father's last book and your first book if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that was the first book that I contributed to. And I, I had the privilege of, I think, writing the intro in the last chapter. And I would tell people, you know, at least, you know, that 85% of this book is awesome because it's dad's and everybody would chuckle. And so now Choose to Win is one on my own that I'm really excited about. Well, let's talk about that. Tell me about Choose to Win. Choose to Win you know, somebody asked me, they said, how long have you been writing this book? And I told them 53 years because I was kind of born into this. Uh, I've been working here at the company over 30 years. 
and really my whole life. And one of the things that I've noticed is, especially for our industry, you know, it's kind of cliche, hey, just be happy. You can do it. You know, you've got what it takes. And if somebody you have a trusted relationship with tells you that, it means one thing. But when somebody you don't know says that, it means something else entirely because, let's face it, we need a plan. You know, we need the how-to. We need a little bit more than just you can do it. And so Choose to Win was really written for that person who's overwhelmed, distracted. I think we live in the ADD world of multimedia, social media, texting, too many inputs. And how can we create a simple way of getting it done? So the subtitle is Transform Your Life, One Simple Choice at a Time. And what I've done is basically said, hey, you've got to have a direction you want to go. What's your why? You start with that. And then there's seven areas of your life. And all seven areas are important. We need to be winning in each one of those areas. So what are the simple choices we can make in each area? And it's really on this foundational quote, which is the fastest way to success is to replace bad habits with good habits. And so all a habit is, is a simple, good choice done over and over again. And then we go from there. Tom, I want to tell you my favorite Tom Ziegler story. Okay. Which is also one of my favorite Zig Ziegler stories. And people can find the book at choosetowin.com. Hey, Michael. It's choosetowinbook.com, just so we send them to the I'm so glad you told me that because I don't want to send people to something that doesn't exist. <laughs> choosetowinbook.com. So on one of Zig's many audios, he tells a story about how he was playing golf with you, Tom, and you guys were having a very competitive round. And Tom is going to be very modest about his golf game, but he was so good that he was really considering the pro tour at one point. And I'm correct about that, aren't I? Yes. Okay. So, which is pretty cool to even have that as an option in your life. And there's a story that Dick tells on an audio. It's an audio about sales. And he's basically telling you as the salesperson that you want to root for the customer to buy, which is a really unique approach to selling. You're not trying to get over on them. You're just trying to, you're rooting for him to buy. And to illustrate the point, he told a story about playing golf with you. It was a super competitive round and it was the last shot. It was your last putt, and if you sink it, you win, and you sunk it, and you won, and you said to your father, and this kind of brings tears to my eyes, and you said, Dad, were you rooting for me to make the putt? And he said, I'm always rooting for you, son. Do I have that story accurate? <laughs> you got the intent right. It was reversed, though. I would made my putt, and... At that point, this is when I was 12, and I'd never beaten dad in a, in a hole before. I was just starting. So I made a long birdie putt, and he had about eight or 10 feet for his birdie, and he made it. And he looked up at me, and he said, son, were you rooting for me? And I said, dad, I'm always rooting for you. And so that was kind of a defining moment in our relationship and our golf together and a story that he loved to tell. But you're absolutely right. In sales, you know, nobody likes to be sold, but everybody loves help buying. And so we're really rooting for our customer through the process, right? We want the best for them. We want them to win. And that's why we have the moral integrity to only do things that benefit the customer. Then we can root. You know, we can both win. 
I like that a lot. I, it's funny that I have the story backwards. I wonder if it's possible that he reversed the roles for the sake of the story. Would he ever have done something like that? I don't know. I don't know because the story is I made my putt first. And he says, I don't know if you remember this. He said, and when Tom made his putt, he jumped up in the air 30 feet. <laughs> still beat me to the ground by three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear old Zig saying that. I actually got to have lunch with you, your sister Julie, and your father Zig. And that was really one of the highlights of my life, meeting all of you and just having been a Zig fan for all those years prior to that. Yeah, well... You know, the work that you did just turned out beautifully. And a lot of people say that's their favorite of all Zig books. So, you know, what a great response to that. Basically, I was reading the manuscript and I'd see a story and the story would only go on, you know, for part way. And so I'd say in a note to Zig, you know, the rest of the story is X, Y, Z. Why isn't the rest of the story here? So if you're going to edit Zig Ziglar, then you really ought to be familiar with the full canon of his works. So that, you know, you know, not just what's there, but what's not there and could be there. And that was how I was able to contribute. And that was one of the highlights of my entire career, working on that book with you and uh, with Zig. It still blows my mind that I got to do that. So now here's a question for the audience. You've got two very, very difficult tasks. One is keeping the Ziegler name alive, meaningful, actionable in the business world so that people aren't looking at it as something that's the previous generation, but is actually current and useful today. And it's not because the material is any less important. It's because the world has so many people trying to offer, whether it's sales training or character training or whatever the Ziegler organization offers today. And the other is you're an author and just trying to cut through the clutter and get attention for your book is really hard. So in each of these two areas, I'm wondering, and the listeners are wondering, what do you do? What does the Ziegler organization do in order to stay top of the mind in a world where, as you said, ADHD is the order of the day? Yeah. Well, there's a couple of things. One of the things that dad said is he said, you will never really know true freedom until I'm gone. And I didn't understand what he meant. I mean, I, I never understood that until he was gone. And you got to understand that dad passed away six years ago. And so for 26 of my 30, almost 32 years here at the company, it was all about creating the platform for Zig Ziglar. I mean, maybe the world's greatest speaker to ever step on the stage, millions of books sold. And so it's a personality driven company. And so everything that I did was to build that platform. Now, when he steps off the stage and is no longer speaking and then he passes away, the personality is not there anymore, right? The one who's been the public front of the company is no longer there. And so now it becomes a very interesting task because my gifts and talents, my personality, you know, the things that I'm good at are completely different than what dad had. And so immediately, if I try to imitate that or we try to do things the way we always did, it's not going to work, right? Because the sheer force of nature, that's how the company was built. And so we have to understand as business owners, especially if you're in a legacy business where you're the second or third generation, you bring your own skill sets, your own gifts and talents, and you got to put your stamp on it. Because if you try to copy the playbook that was there, 
you're not the right person to run those plays. That person has moved on. And so when dad said, you'll never know freedom until I'm gone, and now suddenly dad's gone, that's when I suddenly felt not only more comfortable, but I knew it was a requirement. If this company was going to exist and continue to grow, then I was going to have to use my gifts, skills, and talents and, and maximize them. Dad said this. He said, success is the maximum utilization of the abilities that God gave you. You know, that's a task. I've talked to a lot of marketing experts who've said, you know what, it's actually easier to start a brand new company and brand than it is to reinvent one. But at the same time, look at this legacy we have. Literally millions of people have been impacted by our material. And so what we've got to do is figure out the transition. How do we stand for the same principles and values, but do it in a way that makes sense in 2019? And so we've done that. We've got almost 5 million fans on Facebook. We've got Instagram. We've got all the social media. And as an overall impact on the bottom line, that's a small fraction of what makes the cash register ring and what brings in accounts. But if you don't have that, you're not considered relevant, right? You're not doing what it takes. And so you've got to create new material, new content. And so the way I'm leading that forward is to do all of those things around the needs of 2019. And here's the reality. The principles and values have always worked and will always work, but the way you communicate them and the way that people access them are different than they were even five years ago. And gosh, we've got artificial intelligence and robotics and all these things coming into the future that are going to change even more the way business is done which I love that prospect because what that means is fundamentally the people who are going to win in the future are going to be the ones who know how to build relationships built on trust and no software, computer algorithm, artificial intelligence will ever replace that. So you're talking about taking a legacy brand, if you will, and I agree that it's probably easier to start something from scratch than to essentially repurpose a well-known brand that has just suffered the loss of its originator. So how do you, from a marketing standpoint, how do you retool the image that people have of the, what the word Zig Ziglar mean if Zig's not there? Well, here's the interesting thing. And since I know that you're very savvy in the marketing space, one of my good friends and mentors is Seth Godin. And Seth was in our office and I said, Seth, we're putting together this program and we can teach other people to teach the content. It's called our Ziegler Legacy Certification. So we, we actually now have 300 certified Ziegler trainers around the world in 19 different countries. And so what we did is we took this life-changing content that works you know, better today than it ever has, and we teach people and equip them to go and teach it in their own community. And so they can teach it in different languages. They can put in their own illustrations, but the principles and values never change. And so here's the question I asked Seth. I said, in the training itself, we have the capacity to show a video of Zig. And he could deliver, you know, a five or 10 minute segment of that training in a classroom setting. And that might give the speaker, the trainer, the facilitator an extra tool to use. And so Seth looked at me directly and he said, oh, I would never do that. He said, nobody competes with Zig Ziglar. He said, do this, 
have the person in their own way from their own experience and being a product of the product. In other words, they're living out what we're teaching. Have them teach the class, but then send the class home with Zig Ziglar on audio. Mm. And he said, because nobody in the world has ever been or will ever probably be as good as Zig Ziglar on audio. And then the person, regardless of their age, will complete the image. And the image won't be of a video that was filmed in 1987 or 1994. The image will be of this brand new experience. And here's somebody reinforcing that concept. And I think, you know, one of my other mentors, his name is Rabbi Daniel Lappin. I'm having dinner with Rabbi Lappin next Tuesday night. That's uncanny. Yeah. Well, I just did a podcast with him. So he's unbelievable. And one of the things that he talks about is that probably the laziest activity we can do is to watch TV or a movie that fills in all the blanks. It puts our brain to sleep. And one of the most vital things that we can do to really stretch ourselves is to read good writing. Because good writing, the brain gets active and starts filling in the blanks, right? It starts making the scene. It starts creating it. And right behind good writing is really good audio because Great audio is the same thing. The brain's got to fill in the visual part. And so what Seth was really saying for us is that this is life-changing information. It always will be. But what we want to do is we want to get people's brains engaged where they are right now so that they never have to fight that battle. Oh, well, that's an old video, so it probably doesn't work. And so that was just one little thing that we did. And so that idea of vintage 2019. I think that's the blend. And so what I do when I go and speak is I will use a lot of Zig Ziglar quotes, but I'll tell my own stories. And of course, they're in the moment experiencing it. And that's a lot better, I think, than saying, hey, watch this video from 1987. I just can't imagine what it's like to try to follow and act like Zig's. That's a pretty tall order for anybody. Yeah. You know, when I traveled with dad, especially if it was a big group, you know, five, 10, 15,000 people, there was always one person that would come up and say, hey, Zig, I'm going to be just like you. My goal was to be the next Zig Ziglar. And he would just look him in the eye and he'd say, oh, that's a horrible mistake. <laughs> There's only one Zig Ziglar, but you know what? There's only one you. Why don't you focus on being the best you possible? So dad, even though some people are like, wow, you know, what a burden. How heavy is this? And, you know, Rabbi Lappin and I actually talked about it because his father was a well-known rabbi, very, very influential. And he said, you know, did you struggle like I did? And I said, well, I did until I figured one thing out. And that was this. I used to think in my early speaking days, I used to think I would have be all nervous. I would think, you know what? People want me to be like dad on stage. And then I realized, no, they don't. They want me to carry on the same principles and values, but they want me to be the best version of myself. Hmm. And I think that's what dad was really saying. He said, you'll never know freedom until you're set free to be the best version of yourself without worrying of how it's going to impact your other responsibilities. Why did he have to pass away for you to experience that kind of freedom, though? You know what? Maybe he just understood the love and loyalty that we would have. You know, I still get people coming up to me and they say, wow, you've got a great story to tell. 
you know, tell it, don't worry about telling so much about your dad. And my answer is, well, wait a second. The stories I tell about my dad are the ones that I lived with him. (laughs) They're my stories too. Right. And so I think he knew that there was just a love and respect and an honoring there that maybe while he was alive, that we just didn't even think about doing anything other than supporting him. And now it's like the only way we can really support him is to grow into the person God created us to become. Makes sense to me. Let's talk about your book. Let's talk about Choose to Win, the website for which is choosetowinbook.com, contrary to what I said earlier. (laughs) Tom, launching a book is no small task. You have the benefit of the organization behind you. What are the specific things that you're doing? And the book comes out in early March 2019. So by the time this podcast airs, the book will be available. What are you doing in order to get uh, the word out? We're doing a few things. You know, first off is Thomas Nelson is the publisher. And one of the benefits to me in that regard is they publish some of other dad's books. So they've got experience with the Ziegler brand and name. So they've been a huge asset for us. We've got almost 5 million Facebook fans. The Ziegler Show podcast in the business section has been one of the top 100 podcasts for years in business. And we've had tons of experts on that podcast through the years. And so I've been invited to a number of their podcasts. So I probably will do 10 or 12 pretty significant podcasts before this is over. So that is uh, a huge asset in this. And then, of course, there's a speaking in the front of the room that goes along with our business that makes it easy to keep the word out. And then we have our own lists that we're doing. So all of this kind of adds up. And, you know, it's... I think in marketing a book, it's not any one thing that you do. It's making sure you do all 100 things enough to get that word out. And then you pray for momentum. You know, you pray that it catches fire and that the book's good and that people refer it and like it. And one of the things, if anybody's listening who's an author or wants to publish, if you do a blog where you get feedback Or like I've had to do, I do live webinars. I have a membership where I do webinars. And so I've been testing this book for over three years with feedback and forums. And that's really the way dad wrote See at the Top. He spoke, you know, probably over a thousand times, well over a thousand times before that book came out. And he knew from audience reaction that it was going to be a winner. And so I'm hoping for that same thing. So this is not something that was baked in my brain and nobody ever saw. This was something that's been drug out in public for the last five years, and now it's finally put into written form. What I hear you saying is that anyone who wants to do a book and who does not have the mighty resources of the Ziegler brand and organization behind him or her, and most of us certainly do not, that you ought to be testing the material on audiences and seeing how they respond, not unlike a stand-up who goes around from city to city and tries things and discards things and keeps things in and hones them. And basically what I hear you saying is let the audience indicate what parts of the message resonate and learn from that so that the book is going to resonate most with the audience. When I first started a webinar series, and I've been doing it for three years now, I used to get a ton of questions after every webinar and throughout the webinars, probably the first year. And then the second year, I would get fewer questions. And now I almost don't get any questions. I start thinking to myself, golly, do I just lose people? 
and I don't because I ask, you know, questions they have to respond to. And I realize what's happened is because I know the questions that are coming, I've filled in all the blanks in my presentation. And so that's when you know that you've kind of hit into something is when you get all the people shaking their head yes and and doing things. And then when they do ask a question, it's not a, what did you mean by that question? It's a, you know, here's my situation. How would you recommend I use this question? And so that's one of the benefits of either doing blogs or presentations on a regular basis around your material. So what I hear you say is test the material as often as you can in as many formats as you can before as many different types of audiences you can. So you know what works and run with that. Yeah, that's what worked for me. I like it. Tom, I promised I wouldn't keep you more than 20, 25 minutes and we're just passing that window. So I got to let you go. I just want people to get your book, Choose to Win at choosetowinbook.com. And if they're interested in Ziegler training, where would you send them? They would go to Ziegler.com. So we have lots of good stuff. We got some free gifts there. There's some free gifts on the uh, choosetowinbook.com site as well. It's exciting. You know, we've had several hundred people read the book and the review process and all of that. We've gotten great feedback. And I think if I could just encourage anyone, it's this. The choice you make today is going to determine your tomorrow. And sometimes we don't know where to start. Sometimes we just get overwhelmed. This book makes it so simple. The idea that I can make one simple choice today that will compound and have an impact and create the habit that will change my future. That's what I love about the book. So if there's any area of your life you want to get more out of, then this book will get more out of you. I like the sound of that. My guest has been Tom Ziegler. And uh, Tom, thank you so much for taking the time. I really enjoyed this. I got so much out of it. I'm sure the listeners did as well. And I will send regards to uh, Rabbi Lappin when I see him Tuesday night. How's that? Perfect. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. Truly a pleasure. Hey, Advisors Nation, are you ready to take your insurance or financial services practice to the next level? And are you prepared to fill your calendar with high quality appointments and bring so many leads that you get to pick and choose with whom you're going to work with? If yes, then be sure to check out Advisorist, a premium members-only community of insurance and financial advisors who are striving to excellence. Inside this community, you'll learn the strategies and tactics that most successful service providers are using, and you'll be able to implement them and see results faster than you ever thought was possible. Get all of the details here at advisorist.com forward slash membership. That's advisorist.com forward slash membership advisorist.com forward slash membership. We'll see you inside. You could be larger.